0: And welcome to the Limitless Possibilities Podcast. My name is Zach Johnson. This is episode number 45 featuring Lucas Newfeld. I'm really excited for each and every one of you to be here. As on the Limitless Possibilities Podcast, we dive in with inspiring people to bring you insights and behind-the-scenes looks at what helps people continue towards their ultimate goals and their truly limitless possibilities. In today's episode, Lucas shares many things and very insightful look into the process of self-discovery and how MMA really helped him connect with his true authentic self and really how it helped him check his ego and find his passion and really find that authenticity. I'm really excited for you to hear the inspiring story and to learn some great things as I learned conducting the interview And during the interview, if you find any insightful tips, you feel like it's really helping you and you want to share that message, head on over to social media, tag myself, tag Lucas, let us know that you're enjoying the story, that you found some great wisdom in it and share it with a friend is that really does help connect and share the Limitless Possibilities message with so many people. And it truly does mean a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to Lucas as well. And it will help be able to grow the show and as well. To help him, and you never know how that rolling ball down the road would be able to affect people in a positive way. Today's sponsor is Team My Apparel or Out Hustle Yesterday My Apparel. Check them out at TeamOMy.com. So it's T E A M O H M Y com and use the code limitless for 15% off every single order be able to get some great hoodies some beanies or toques if you're in Canada as well as be able to get some great t-shirts and if you're lucky you might even be able to get a limited run of Lucas's shirt the wild thing so head on over and check that out definitely give that a look. And again, use the code limitless for 15% off at T E A M O H M Y.com for 15% off each and every order. And we'll head on over to the interview with Lucas and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Next up on the Limitless Possibilities podcast, originally from Leftbridge, Alberta, Canada, a multiple brand ambassador and professional MMA fighter. Welcome to the show, Lucas Newfeld. Thanks for having me, Zach. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to get your story out there and be able to share some of the resiliency and stuff you've been able to go through to get to where you're at, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. So obviously for a lot of people, you know, thinking about fighting, whether it be professional MMA or boxing or anything, there's something that kind of steered you towards that. And I know you were a football athlete in high school what kind of was the path that ultimately took you that way? Did you kind of dabble in boxing first or did you just kind of love the intensity that you learned in football and kind of took you that way?
1: Um, I I obviously love sports. I love to play them. Football was the most aggressive sport I was ever, uh, allowed to play. Like I always had an interest in lacrosse, but just to get all the gear and to get signed up, it it was just a headache. Mm -hmm. Um, fighting was never a venture you were allowed to take fighting. I always got in trouble for <laughs> yeah. like whether it be with my brothers or with, you know, wrestling too hard with friends or uh, provoking something I shouldn't have. That stuff you get is uh, taboo. It's shunned. So mm-hmm. I never knew that that was a path in life. Um, so I loved football. I really loved playing that um, played in high school. We were lucky enough to win a championship when I was in grade 12. It was an incredible feeling. Um, but I was, I'm a small guy, uh, smaller in stature, if you will. I love to play the defensive side of the ball, throw some licks on people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it just, but my, I had a feeling, if you will, you know what I mean? I actually did try out for a junior football team after high school. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, this can't be the end of it. Yeah. You know, we, I just won a championship. I don't suck. So I thought, um, tried out that it just wasn't, uh, an effective lifestyle. So I actually just kind of went, carried on with life, you know, started working this mat, found out I loved fighting um, through a much less uh, honorable way, if you will. You know what I mean? There's there's only one way to find out that you enjoy fighting yes. and that's uh, through doing. So um, that actually was happening at the bars in Lethbridge is where I got my first few fights <laughs> under my belt. And I realized, there was cause I was drinking and there was male aggression and all this stuff. You go to the bar, it's easy to find a fight. Okay. And so yeah, with my group of friends, there were fights to be, uh, you know, had. So yeah, I, I was, I, I realized at one point I, I woke up and I was like, okay, I can admit that I enjoy something that's going on here. Like I knew I enjoyed the competition that people watching, uh, just the, the, creative, the way you felt during the altercation, mm-hmm. basically. I, I addressed that I enjoyed that feeling. Uh, but I knew that I was doing it wrong, <laughs> right? I knew that exactly. there was an illegal aspect to what I was doing. So um, I was juggling about... I've seen the UFCs on TV. I'm like, hey, man, I'm seriously into this thing. Um, basically, I don't know. I could use a change kind of thing. And so I started MMA uh, in 2015. Um, I started in January. I don't know if it was a New Year's resolution or whatever. I just said, I'm doing this. And I went hard. I gave my everything to it. And uh, I had my first fight that year. I think it was like six months in. I got the call overnight. Someone had dropped out. My coach felt I was ready, threw me in there. And it was an incredible experience. Best experience of my life. I was hooked. I knew I knew I was going to compete and, uh, you know, take the game over, hopefully. so. Yeah. 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 Um, that's how you find out you like fighting. I have, I have four brothers. Um, it didn't, you know, we, we fought for everything basically for nothing, even yeah, <laughs> we fight for nothing. Absolutely. So, um, once I, once I kind of started training and, and I got choked out my first time, I knew I was like, okay, I need to learn how to do this. I need to learn how to do that. I need to learn how to defend that. And, uh, it's, it, sorry martial arts has just been an incredible journey of self-discovery for me um and 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 education completely mm-hmm. to, to protect those who those people around me that i love and uh and to make hopefully lots and lots of money in the cage
0: yeah so, yeah well, and, and it's
1: think- been slow times for sure with that right now go ahead yeah, sorry, and
0: No, you're good. And that's what I was just going to say too, is I think one of the biggest things that you talked about right there too, is like the self-discovery, right? And I know one of the big things that you, um, you know, you're a big practitioner of is finding those things to level up your life. So what have been kind of some of the biggest things that you've been able to lean on with, Um, some of the health practices that have kind of helped you stay healthy, obviously outside of training with mental training. And, you know, I know you've talked about inward training. So it's kind of some of those things that have really helped you a lot. Uh,
1: The number one thing I would say is diet. Like, how do you, how do you have a clear mind that can meditate if you're thinking about sugar, (laughs) you know, (laughs) waiting, when am I getting my sugar hit? (laughs) Um, So like diet, that's like, I can never train. I could not perform if I don't have good sustenance going through my body, right? So just mm-hmm. the right meats and vegetables and fruits and, and carbs cover the right carbohydrates. That's where everyone gets tripped up. Um, that's big. As far as health practices, number one, you need to have a healthy relationship with your food, uh, your water, drinking lots of water, clean mm-hmm. water. Um, and so as far as my healthy practices, stretching, um, I, I love to incorporate yoga with my training, like jujitsu, strangle yoga, you know, and then the recovery aspect is, is, you know, an hour session of, of these movements kind of thing. I'm, I love, love, love the sauna. I'm <laughs> big into that, the recovery aspect, the struggle, um, that you have to go through to stay in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, I don't know if you, if. You believe in flushing the body i don't know absolutely <laughs> not everyone believes in those uh types of um trigger words but mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I love that it helps me drink more water even so um yeah definitely some breath work if I, I i don't do these as often cold showers they really are a lot easier once you get out of the sauna but those are uh a, such a struggle a cold shower like they're they're, they're good for your joints they're good for in, inflammation and these types of things but uh I think the real benefit from a cold shower is doing something that sucks, like forcing yourself into yes. something that sucks. And then just say, saying, guess what? I know this sucks, but I'm going to do this. That actually strengthens your mind. That calluses your mind just a little bit. And it actually like reduces your stress for the rest of the day. Um, so a cold shower is, it's a very accessible, easy, shitty, A beneficial, uh, method, method of, of, you know, recovery or, or just starting
0: your day, if you will. Well, and and what you just said there too, right. Is embracing the suck, because I think exactly what you just said there too, obviously you've gone through some ups and downs and you've really gone as we all do along our journey to do self-discovery and inner work. But every time we step into that uncomfortable state, we go to the next level. So you've obviously transitioned from being an amateur fighter into being a professional. How much of a comfort zone leap was it for yourself internally, mentally, and obviously physically to really go, okay, you know what, like I enjoy doing it. And, you know, you can hear the passion but then going, okay, now I'm going to turn this into my job. What was kind of that, mm-hmm. you know, stepping into the comfort zone transition for yourself to really elevate it to the next level?
1: I think I really just needed to lean on the advice of my coach and, yeah. and him basically telling me you're ready. Right. Cause like you said, when you're an amateur, you're having fun doing the damn thing. And you're going out there, punching guys in the forehead, yeah. you know, breaking hands like i I broke my hand once or twice (laughs) as I was an amateur just learning how to you know where to hit this map you're it's for fun but once you go turn pro or you make that that switch right like you said i'm gonna do this for a career now i need to earn money for this for Mm. my future family for myself everything um and you have to legitimize yourself like it just every every decision you make right it it if I do this, is this good for the career? If I do this, is this good for that career kind of thing? Um, so it's, it's just part of growing up, taking shit more seriously and, uh, sticking to something commitment. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, I, you know, it was, it was definitely a scary moment, right. When you, when you say, okay, was that really my last amateur fight? Do I really go pro, um, you know, can I hang with these guys, kind of thing? Well, there's only one way to find out. Sometimes you need to throw yourself into the fire yeah. to to know, right? To really uh, that immersion therapy, if you will. But it it went it went perfectly, right? That that unknown, it's it's um, what is it? that's kind of stress anxiety. Yeah. That that sometimes people feel like maybe that's uh, you they use that as motivation, right? Like prepare. Like of course I'm nervous for this fight. I'm gonna get into a fist fight with another human being. Yeah. So what can I do every day? I can I can reverse engineer. What do I do every day before that to, to uh, anyway, to get the win, you know? Mm-hmm. The best him.
0: So well, and I think what you just said there too, right? Is jumping into that fear or the, the fear of the unknown. And one of the best quotes that I've heard too, and I am not sure hundred percent exactly who said it, but is on the other side of all the fear and angst and unknown lies our best opportunity for growth. And I think obviously that's something that you took and just ran with it to quiet the self doubt, you know, obviously with fighting, there's a lot of intimidation and, you know, let's say mental warfare tactics that typically go on, whether it be the entrance music or some of, you know, some of the antics that kind of go on. How do you keep yourself quiet and in the moment leading up to a fight. Because obviously you said, you know, you reverse engineer the week leading up or, you know, the months leading mm-hmm. up. But that, you know, let's say that 24 hour window before the fight, it's so easy being a professional in anything, right? Whether we have a, a fight or we have a big game or we have a big speech or you know we're doing a huge um, conference or anything like that. How do you mm-hmm. personally find that zen or that flow state to where you just don't worry about anything else and you just let you know all the training speak for itself.
1: Um, like in the back um, before a fight, I'll use like a mantra. Like those will help breathing for one, making sure that you never stop breathing. Cause that's when you get exhausted. That's when you get uh, your, you know, your heart rate will increase and stuff. So breathing <sighs> really clean in and out breaths kind of thing. And a mantra, right? Something you're just repeating over and over and over. Nothing else. Like literally two, three words, whatever it takes, whatever it is that brings you back to yeah that space you need to be that energy that you need to hold kind of thing um and uh but the 24 hours the 24 hours i just surround myself with my like the love of my friends and my family the really people really close to me right my my inner circle and uh we don't talk about it we just have good times we joke we laugh like i think a lot of people do that with sports like yourself with uh on long bus trips and stuff you're cracking jokes you got to yeah. keep it light you can't be uptight you'll be exhausted by the time you get to the stadium yes. if
0: you're uptight
1: all whole time so so um you find that a lot is the comedy in uh amongst teams and and, and like myself big family you have a big family um think you have to be funny otherwise you don't get your time on the mic you know what i mean <laughs> they'll yes. be like hey give me that i got something better to say yeah um but uh just just refocusing never letting that doubt creep in because we're human that doubt comes from every angle like the the self the bad self-talk the self-consciousness oh what if he got more ready than me uh did you see his pecs at weigh-ins that guy was yo because, yeah, you know yeah. all this self-doubt just comes in. you don't allow it you just have a mantra i'm gonna perform you know perform excellent or or uh, excellent performance or something like just whatever it can be as simple as that or it can be a few words strength courage blah. blah, blah. you know that, mm-hmm. that that might sound a little woo woo or goofy to people but it is a great way to refocus recenter the mind and then where you're allowing it to go so just well, for the and- last 24 hours eat clean food Uh, Think good thoughts, get good sleep, drink lots of water. And the positive
0: self-talk is so huge just to ground yourself too, like you said. And, you know, Mm -hmm. whether people want to call it woo woo or whatever, we all have that innate ability to be able to bring ourselves back to the moment. That's so huge. The other thing too, that a lot of fighters talk about, or just a lot of, you know, professionals, so to say they have that switch that they flip that mentality switch where they hit that alter ego. For yourself, what Uh, does that entail? Right. So, obviously, you have, you know, (laughs) Lucas outside the ring. And then once you step on the wild
1: thing in the ring, exactly.
0: There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of dive um, into where did that come from? And maybe how do you harness that? Because I know one of my favorite um you know people that really talked you know and and i'm sure you know exactly with kobe with that mamba mentality right you see all of the philanthropy you see all of the off court things he did he was an amazing human but when he stepped on the court nobody wanted to be on there with him because it was like get out of my way i'm doing my thing so for you how do you incorporate that into your training and then ultimately into the ring during your you know your fights
1: uh, I would say, I would say the wild thing doesn't come out often in the gym. He's not allowed there. No ego is allowed in the gym. That, that's, that's my rule that yeah. I, I hope the people around me also employ that, but you do see some ego in the gym happen. Um, so backing up to, you said the alter ego thing. Hell yeah. That's the wild thing in me. And I got that. I should back up again. I got that nickname. My very first, fight i was in that that one on 24 hour notice or whatever and my coach i'm referencing this it's brad wall from progressive fighting academy here so after that very first fight uh, i went all three rounds there's an exhibition fight both hands got raised so there wasn't a winner or loser kind of thing and he just has a big grin on his face we get back to the kind of changing area and he goes i've got your fight name <laughs> the <a> wild thing <laughs> and i just i just burst out laughing and i said that's perfect that's who i am that's everything of what i embody it feels like um so when i'm preparing for a fight like you know getting warmed up in the back kind of thing i'm using this mantra my breathing um, my heart rate all this kind of stuff i'm trying to monitor um but i'm also trying to make that switch right i'm telling myself things like Just, I don't need to say it on, on the podcast or I'm telling my things, I'm turning that switch. I'm turning into the wild thing, growing hair on my knuckles. You know what I mean? Uh And just getting ready for the biggest competition in my life every time. So that is where you need to tap into ego. That is where ego becomes a tool. And in order for me to accept all the energy that comes on when I'm out there, because you know, the, the people, the people in the stadium, and the cameras, the lights, everything, that's where some people who maybe are great martial artists don't become great fighters because of the overwhelming aspect of, of everything else going on. So as I'm making that switch into the wild thing, right? I am just opening uh, the energy louvers, you know? I'm allowing it all in and uh, allowing it to kind of go through me. I don't know if it sounds crazy, but yeah, I've had fights where I'm in Lethbridge, like my hometown, and the fans, the crowd, is what kept kept me going, kept me in the fight, had me win that fight. Like I truly believe that. Like I was exhausted or I was tired in the fight, and yeah. and they the the energy rose, like the the noise level rose. They gave that to me and uh, kind of fed me that. So, um, to be able to accept that is 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 kind of part of the switch that I make, you know. And then sorry, like I said, using the ego as a tool, uh, it can definitely be a very limiting wall in front of all of us the ego and it doesn't it's a barrier right it thinks it's protecting us it's actually only protecting itself mm-hmm. and so we miss out on a lot of stuff or we create a lot of arguments from it but i try to recognize it on, on not yeah every day right i try to see where my ego lies it's not and, and it only it's only ever used as a tool when i'm the wild thing that's that's the only kind of use i have for the ego right and otherwise otherwise it's just uh actually limiting your life kind of thing and then creating issues really not allowing your your kind of true self to to come out if you will but anyways yeah that's how i switch it's it's, uh, it's a real thing the alter ego wild thing it exists hasn't come out for a while sadly but uh 2021 he better be making his reappearance
0: <laughs> <laughs> well and i i love what you just said there too right is We have to find our ability to harness it for specific situations. Because if you go into the gym, you know, training and you walk in there as the wild thing, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to not be focused on your training. So you're not going to get true value out of it. Or you're going to create relationship separations because you're going to have people that are like, what the heck is going on? So, I'm going to get crushed. Uh, yeah. If I come in like the wild thing, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Like you
1: said, the relationship pose. No, like if if you walk into an MMA gym, it, it, sorry, actually, I've heard you ask people this on a podcast before. What's a common misconception about mm-hmm. your sport or so? Sorry, I'm going to jump right to that question. I'm going to ask you. Perfect. It. Um, <laughs> the most common misconception about MMA gyms, mixed martial arts gyms, is that it's full of a bunch of bro- tattooed brutes. And that, oh, my God, the most scary place ever. I have never gone into a more welcoming facility, a more down-to-earth people. You know what I mean? Like, when you really get down with these people, they just want to chat, uh, you know, slap hands, bump fists, choke you out, and then hug you after. And and it's, you realize, like, it's such a primal, amazing feeling. It makes you very close with these people. And And when I say close, it's like you find out exactly what someone's intentions are when they have your arm stretched out or they have, you know, their arm around your neck kind of thing, you find out what kind of person that is. If they're yeah. a good or a bad person. You know what I mean? So anyways, you develop these really close relationships. It is an incredibly welcoming and friendly place. And so anyone, anyone at all who listens to this podcast, if you're considering joining a jujitsu, a kickboxing, Muay Thai, any of that <clears throat> go tomorrow, go today. Um, Because, it's you'll never feel a stronger sense of community and get a greater workout and an education. Sorry. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, for mixed martial arts uh, and and people need to defend or to have that um, awareness
0: of self-defense. So, sorry, go ahead, Zach. Don't have to, don't have to apologize being too Canadian, man. Um, yeah. oh, I love it, it because I, I do think that is something, you know, a lot of people see, mma and they automatically think ufc and you know you have these ridiculous egos that pump their media up but they don't recognize that like that's Mm -hmm. for show right the same thing as the wwe has all the flashy you know things that's for show that's for ticket sales but when it comes down to the innate ability to actually be involved in it there's a lot of structure and there's a lot of development to it and one of the things that you said there too is the ego less, you know, ego-less situation, whether it be a boxing gym, of course, you're going to run into some people who might be early adopters. They might still have that. But over time, one thing that I've really gathered, whether it be from having conversations with yourself or some of the other individuals that I've met along the way that have been involved in it is because you do have this innate ability to kind of go within yourself. You learn those breathing techniques. Like you talked about, you learn kind of a meditative state almost that helps you just really learn so much about yourself if you hadn't transitioned from where you're at to obviously going to, um, being involved in MMA, do you think that you would have gone even close to where you've gone with your self-discovery journey?
1: Not, no, not even close. Absolutely not. I like, I don't even know where to begin with that. As far as the path I was on kind of leading out of high school, just like my direction was, make as much money as you can each year and buy as much things that'll make you feel good each year. Like that was, that was my life. I mean, uh-huh. until the day I died. So I thought basically like, um, you know, my sense of achievement was something like buy a nice truck, pay this and that, like, right. The, the very menial things that, that don't actually hold up, um, mm-hmm. as far as accomplishment, if you will, like, no, don't get me wrong. Yes, it's a great accomplishment to to have a
0: mansion. no yes.
1: As far as self discovery, we're talking learning about yourself, and um, no, through like I've I've experienced only struggle. <laughs> like, and, and that's life. Though in life, you will actually only experience struggle. So you might as well get good at it, mm-hmm. right? And but uh, yeah, no, no, I I I'm very happy with with uh, the direction I'm going, what I feel my purpose is, what my skills are, and then I'm using them for something I'm passionate about, you know, and, and don't, don't get me wrong. I have a day job, right? I'm, I'm a kind of guy. I need a paycheck every two weeks. I'm, I can't deal with that instability in my life. So, um, but yeah, I'm very much working on this passion project here and, and, and giving my everything to it.
0: Well, and one thing that I've really, you know, appreciated in connecting with yourself too is whether it be, you know, just being truly authentic on your social media or, you know, just being open to discussion or conversation is you're, you know, very, you can tell like, there's no ego there. It's just, Hey, like, I want to talk, you know, you posted a couple of weeks ago about how important sleep was and, you know, it's the free drug and, you know, you and I had a great conversation about that and it, it's one of those things <laughs> yeah. that, You know, it's one of those things that a lot of people look and they see maybe, you know, they see a photo of like MMA or so I'm really glad, you know, they see the photo and they go, oh, he's going to be, you know, egotistical. So I'm really glad you talked about the nuances of how, of course, you're going to run into that regardless of what profession you're in, but really how the nuances of it are is that most Mm -hmm. of these people have people switch, right? They're just, yeah, everyday people that are just trying to do something that they're passionate about to kind of come back around to the wild thing, you're talking about being a brand ambassador at the, at the opening a little bit. How did it come around that you ended up having the wild thing beer named after yourself?
1: Uh, Okay. That's, that that is all thanks to my, my awesome family. Um, My sister-in-law, she works for a a brewing company, um, small kind of brewing company out of BC. And, She was, she was having dinner with her boss one, one evening and they're just chit chatting and and saying, Oh, Hey, by the way, I've got this, uh, or my brother was there as well. My brother was at the dinner and and they brought me up as far as being an MMA fighter and he's a professional and he's, you know, got some wins behind him, this and that. And and so the guy's thinking, Oh yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. He's a professional MMA fighter. I get it. And then, so they pulled up a picture of, of my last fight and I was getting my hand raised by Herb Dean. And they go, Oh, do you, do you know that guy there? And he goes, Holy crap. Of course you recognize him from the UFCs. And, uh, and so he got serious about it and they, you know, they were talking maybe a sponsorship and this and that. Um, but that was right before COVID happened. And so that sponsorship money kind of dried up, um, obviously, but they, we went ahead with the beer and created a really cool branded, uh, wild thing lager and, um, delicious. Um, it's, it's super cool, a great label and everything, great product. Uh, so I was really lucky to, to have that focused around me.
0: And I I think it's, you know, again, it's one of those things, like obviously just listening to yourself, talk about it, you you know, you're not saying, Oh yeah, I deserved it. It was one of those things that kind of just came around by connecting yourself with obviously, you know, family, but (laughs) just connecting yourself with being humble and a good person. Right. So it's, it's great to see that kind of stuff coming around. And uh, that's, you know, obviously one of the things I wanted to have you come on. I know Thank you're a huge, you. I know you're a huge fan of Joe Rogan. Do you also have some other books or <laughs> athletes Jody. that you really look up to, um, that you kind of have maybe, I, I'm not going to say persuaded, but maybe have helped you look at that self improvement journey. Cause I know for myself, I have particular people that I'm like, oh yeah, you know, they talk about something and I'm not going to take it as the gospel, right? I'm going to do my own research as I know you do as well. But I'm going to look into things because those are people that I kind of look up to or, you know, that I've read books of or anything like that. Do you kind of have some other podcast books or, you know, other athletes that you really kind of, you know, not curtail your whole life to, but definitely do a lot more research into what they're talking about?
1: Oh, I I definitely uh, am all about the Dr. Rhonda Patrick gospel. Definitely go into that one. Um, But uh, Jocko Willing. And again, these are all guests of the Joe Rogan podcast. So funny you've brought that up, um, but no, these people, I, I listened to them for for three hours straight on his podcast. And you, you like, you like we're doing here, you really find that person is how that person to care about. And uh, Jocko Willink, former Navy SEAL, incredible person, incredibly disciplined individual. And there's so much to learn from him. So any book that that guy puts out, I'm, I'm buying, I'm reading. Um, I've loved all of his books. Most of the, the the number one book that changed my life is Discipline Equals Freedom. Mm-hmm. Powerful, powerful concept, right? If if you're disciplined and you know where you're going in life, you know what your goals are. You're free. You're free of all the garbage. You're free of all that other bullshit. You know, because you're you're disciplined. You're like, no, that that ice cream cone doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need that. You walk right past it. That's freedom. And and but that takes discipline. That takes awareness. And 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 it's all about leadership. That book is all about being a leader. So it's it's just a tremendous read. Um, the the health information, the the latest and greatest kind of science that Dr. Dr. Patrick is pushing. I'm always interested in that. I'm always interested in in dietitians coming on there, um, doctors, and and just kind of the latest in their uh, field. Mm-hmm. And and what they're innovating and strength and conditioning coaches fighters the sorry I'm, I'm rambling but the the point is is the Joe Rogan podcast is so has so much variety on it that there's so much you can learn about in these three hour segments of you know of of one professional talking to a comedian um, but the other the other podcast I listen to quite a bit is the Joey Diaz podcast and the comedian um, he's just spitting life lessons. You know that guy. He's in his sixties, and he's uh, he lived a crazy life. That's yeah. so all I just say. But, um, he he offers a lot of wisdom, and, and I and I appreciate that. I read between the lines with what he's got to say. And, um, but yeah, books books. I'm working on. I get through maybe two a year. I'm I can be bad because I I gravitate towards more of like the self help manuals. That's I just do. I just for whatever reason I'm always trying to. And and again with the with the martial arts training everything that has made me realize I'm working on this. Like this is the project mm-hmm. I am. I'm the project. I'm what I'm working on. So, and whether it's fighting and my training and my flexibility and my, my health and my joint health and all those things I'm considering, I need to be a good person at the end of the day. Like I have a relationship that I need to uh, work on and, 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 and uh, you know, feed uh, nourish. Right. Anyways, i big family man I've, i there's eight kids in my family if i can call two of my siblings a day i'm doing good you know what i mean yeah. if i talk to one or two or three yeah. one day i feel like i'm doing pretty good so there's there's a lot of moving parts and then being a person that's difficult so i'm right now i'm about two books a year you sound like you're a very well-read guy like you reference a lot of books um i like to hear this. you use audible or uh, are you able to sit down and read
0: well, I, I have a combination. So I, I use a app called Scribd. It's kind of like Netflix for audiobooks as well as uh digital eBooks. And then I also have a pretty hefty cool. collection of uh, physical copy books too, because for myself, what I really like to do, and I this see them over your shoulder there. Yeah. And this might even help you a little bit with the, uh, <laughs> you know, with, uh, what I, I had a really hard time reading. So for myself, like I, I have ADHD, And so I had a really hard time getting into the realm of reading. One thing that really helped me is what I'll do is I recognize for a long time, I was reading just to read. Like when I was in high school, when I was in college, I was reading just to read. I wasn't Mm -hmm. reading to learn. And you know, it's the same thing as having a conversation to learn rather than just to listen. Right. And it's when you, as you said, that discipline, and when you find that it clicks in a whole different way. So what I do now is I'll read a chapter But as I'm reading the chapter, I'll stop and I'll actually highlight what really stuck out in my mind. And then I'll put, you know, like one of those colorful tabs out of the book so that I can go back and re-reference that chapter. Because for me, it's helped so much with my retention on it. I love audiobooks as well, because obviously, you know, like you, you know, you're very active. You're out running the coolies, you're doing different things. Um, what for people that don't know what the coolies are, you know, they're, uh, kind of a valley that goes, <laughs> runs through Bluff Ridge where Lucas is at, um, you know, down towards the river, yeah. but, uh, you know, you're out doing things like that. And it, audiobooks to me are so amazing because you can listen to it and you're going to retain that whether you realize you're not right. Because your subconscious is pulling mm-hmm. it in. So I love audiobooks, but I, I use Scribd. It's, um, it's a pretty great app as well.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Cause I need something to, to increase the amount of kind of knowledge I'm taking in like that. Um, so I'm, I'm really considering something like audible or Scribs now is, is an option. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's great to have the physical copies. It's nice to have the book, but any, whether you're ADHD or not, any distraction around is, is, you know, enough to yeah. put the book down and, and address. And so it's, it's difficult, right. To, to sit down and, and make that habit, but it, just like anything, it's a habit. So yeah. it's a muscle that can be strengthened and with discipline, you know, it can be done.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah. one thing that you talked about there too, and obviously going back to Jocko Wilmick and I, I'm a huge, a uh, huge believer in what he talks about too. You know, I actually mm-hmm. heard learned about him as well on the Joe Rogan podcast, and then dove a little bit deeper into some of his stuff. You know, you talked about how the team element is, how big is the team element in MMA fighting? Cause obviously it's a singular sport when you're on the mm-hmm. mat, you know, or on the, on the, you know, in this, in the ring, so to say you're there by yourself, but how important is that team? Of course you have your trainer, but then you have, you know, your medical corner, you have all the people that are part of that team. How much of a team sport is it actually compared to what maybe the perception is of it being just a solopreneur type, you know, engagement?
1: Yeah, it's, it's everything, right. It's like I mentioned before, it's a family at these gyms. Um, you create such strong connections with these people. You, you would never be able to prepare for a fight without, um, you know, other martial artists around you who are pushing you, right. They're giving you their best so you can be your best and your best gets better. Um, but yeah, like, it, with the like you said, the coaches, the cornermen. men, um, it's a very singular sport. Once you, once you walk into that, cage, that's why you hug everyone before you walk into the cage, right? You're giving hugs. Because you don't know what condition you're yeah. coming out of there in, you know, <laughs> Um, and that that cage is getting locked behind you. So it's you need to, like you said, have a strong connection with yourself. Because you need to rely on you in there. But you have coaches and cornermen yelling at you from the sides, kind of they or coaching you. Um, it's everything, you know. It's your it's your support system, right? Just just like at home, you have a support system. At the gym, you have these people who are looking out for you right getting you better every day and there's you know the fun like the banter the trash talk whatever you do at the gym on in the dugout um and that I, i think that that's just like something that keeps you sharp it's just keeping you ready they want to keep you physically ready and you got to be mentally ready for a few licks you know to come your way and you got to give some some of them back um so they're there for you in in all ways right yeah and uh no, it's, it's, it's awesome to have those guys and in and, and times of doubt, right. In times of, or, or if there's a more veteran guy in the gym and you need to go to him and, and then, you know, talk about these questions and with fighting one thing that's uh, probably the least known aspect of it um, with, you know, the little, the least amount of kind of research and, and the least amount of uh, mentorship that's given is with the weight cutting the most dangerous part of the fight, like truly like yeah, getting punched in the head and elbows in the head is super dangerous, but getting punched in a dehydrated uh, head is the most dangerous. Yeah. Sorry. So, so for fighting and stuff, what's, what's great about fighting versus like the football I used to play, which, which basically ended my career with my size. Um, there are weight classes in fighting, which is amazing. You only fight guys roughly your size or who can make the same weight you make. Excuse me so uh yeah the weight cutting um you most people obviously cut water weight mm-hmm. um to dehydrate themselves so that you can step on the scale and be skin and bones and and then <laughs> get into high level competition the next day so yeah that's that's a, that's a part of the, the experience that that is really underlooked and and needs more coaching so so right for, for people to be able to reach out to the fighters who've done it before, who've done it a bunch of times, who've created maybe a little system of their own. Um, that's, that's everything, right. To to have that mentorship in the gym.
0: So right. And right there to what you said about not doing it on your own is so important. So obviously, you know, you can hear when you're talking about it passionately about the, the club and the team and the people that you've surrounded yourself with, that just how important it is to be able to lean on others how important in the early development of your career was it to recognize that like, you could try to do it on your own. Cause as we all do, right. Maybe early stages where all oh, that ego kicks in, I'm going to do this on my own. How important was it that, you know, to kind of hit that. And as you said, be self-aware to go. It's way better for me to take the success clues from everybody else and add that to mm-hmm. my, to really elevate you to where you're at now.
1: Mm-hmm um yeah like there's for me when i when i first started there was there was the the guy that i looked up to he was the professional in the gym at the time and he's still going tom o'connor huge stud um absolutely look up to him still do like in and um seeing him accomplish what he was doing ahead of me right because he's he's like five five or 10 fights ahead of me at the time and and he's crushing it he's he's training every day he's working his ass off and it's paying off kind of thing so to see to see the steps being played out and and he's doing it and I'm training with him and I want to get as good as him and all that kind of stuff um, that's one of those things that really that pushes you and and you push each other like the the closer I get to him and skill level the you know the more he wants to bump up and it forces him to bump up so that's the the great relationship that we play with everyone is is the better the you get, the better I get, and I can't get better if no one's around me like you're saying like you 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 can't do this on your own like this this the quarantine aspect of, of what's been happening the lockdowns is a tragedy it's mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's killing people. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that lightly. There are people committing suicide over this because of the community they're losing, because of the mental health aspect of their physical health decline. And, and, and I really need people to know that your physical and your mental health are greatly intertwined. You cannot have great mental health without a level of physical health. I'm not saying everyone needs to be a professional MMA fighter, um, you know, I, of course I would love everyone to do MMA. I want everyone to do martial arts, right? Jump on the Asia train the bandwagon here, you know? Um, But anyway, those two are so important to, to go to tie in and and the lockdowns have been incredibly difficult to, to not be able to experience these, uh, my teammates and, or, or at least, you know, we're, we're putting together garage workouts and, you know, pad sessions with Matt small ones, but, but you know what, otherwise people are, are healthy. I'm. I'm not seeing. I'm not around sick people. All the people who train, all the people who I'm kind of trying to connect with, is mm-hmm. we're all good. We're all healthy. I mean, I. Sorry, this is just my opinion. Of course, um, the gym should be open. It's. It's. It's an injustice uh, that they're not. So I'll leave it at that. Otherwise, we'll go too deep into that topic. But
0: no, and I. I really appreciate you diving into it because I. You know, again, it is one of those things, and, and I know. That is one of those things that you talked about earlier is, you know, staying on top of your mental health, whether it be through breathing or, you know, journaling or just being outside is so important. And what you were talking about there is, is truly, you know, such a huge thing. And and that's one of the things that I've really tried to connect with. So whether it be with yourself or some of the former guests that I've had on as well is really trying to help anybody that might be going through something, understand that, like, the biggest thing you can do is if you're going through something, reach out to people, right. And understand that, like you said, even though in the isolation Mm -hmm. time right now, it can feel lonely as hell reach out to people because there are people that do care like yourself, like, you know, there's so many people. So if somebody is maybe going through something and, and want to help. Yeah. How can, how can they reach out to you? Or if anybody really wants to just ask you any questions surrounding anything that we talked about, where's the best place for them to get a hold of you at?
1: um my instagram that's that's definitely where i'm kind of most active uh i don't have twitter facebook's kind of iffy but my instagram you can find me at lucopotamus l-u-c-a-t-o-t-a-m-u-s i believe mm-hmm. um yeah no please i love i love people inquiring about whether it's the sauna i'm doing whether it's I'm meeting what's something i'm where i'm running this is that training reach out, please feel free. And then, especially if it's anything mental, I'll, I'll answer any which way I can hopefully helpful. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me on the uh, social media. That's the uh, go-to.
0: Perfect. And I'll have all of that linked in the show notes for sure. And I definitely encourage everybody to check it out because it's inspiring. I know there's been a couple of days, you know, like you are talking about in quarantine, all of a sudden I see you out running with your dogs. I'm like, all right, I got to do something, you know? So well, thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad I can inspire. Hey man, cross inspiration is so important. Like you said, the community is such a major thing. So it is. And I'll leave you with this because I definitely want to be respectful of your time and how I guess, what is one thing that you really or how do you think one person can truly find that inner being like you talked about to help them find their limitless possibilities?
1: Yeah, that's like finding the edge and doing these difficult things like I, I brought up cold shower and that one's very difficult for me. I have a lot of resistance to getting in there and turning that the cold on, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. um, but find out, like, listen to what, what goes on in your head once you turn that, like, just do it. Just turn the water cold and stand there and breathe and see what your mind says. It's encounter some adversity, encounter some difficulty, like choose that. Like you're saying, choose the suck. And, and then tap into who you become, where, what, you're, what your mind says, like the, that type of stuff. That's how you really find out who's inside. Um, have some alone time. Like, of course, we're talking community is so important. This and that, um, the quality alone time, like quiet, no phone, no mm-hmm. screen, you know, just, just some breath and sit and think like what comes up, right? What comes up? What do you think about something you had, something you saw that day, conversation you had that day, something that uh, bothered you, you can, you can work through that. Like this so simple practices, um, but just every day choosing, physical you like people got to use their bodies you have to use your body you can't sit all day you can't mope around you can't let those thoughts in uh just just you know choosing activity each day that's 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 my uh that's my spiel <laughs> that's
0: all i got i love it this is this has been great man I'll, I'll definitely i'm really excited obviously for to see where the the rest of 2021 takes and obviously when you get stuff yeah, going with the fighting likewise, i'll yeah. i'll have stuff going thank up you. for sure and, and thank you uh, zach we'll definitely have you come back on again man this has been great thank you very much That'd be
1: great we'll come
0: back on after a win or something it'd be wonderful hey I, I love it thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed conducting it. One thing that really stood out to me is one thing that each and every one of us is resilient to is stepping outside our comfort zone and stepping into that resilience or that resistance. And, I you know, it's something that both Lucas and I talked about during the interview is kind of choosing the suck to embrace the suck and really find on the other side of that success and also find that growth of yourself whether it be stepping outside and finding that growth and finding okay yeah I can do that and kind of finding that resilience to battle through whatever kind of comes your way whether it be in sport obviously an MMA for Lucas or just in different situations that you find yourself in and there's so many times in life where we have that option we meet that fork in the road and we have that option to go towards the resilience or we go towards the easy path so to say and oftentimes The road less traveled is the resilience, and a lot of people choose to go down the option B with the easier path. And on that side, we don't always necessarily find the most growth, and sometimes we'll find ourselves in that same situation. So I challenge you, as I know Lucas would challenge you as well, step into the resilience and truly try to find things that put you in that discomfort Obviously, don't challenge your health or put you into a situation where you're going to be in danger, but put yourself into a situation where you're pushing your limits to be able to find those limitless possibilities through Growth through development and just a little bit of discomfort. A little bit of discomfort goes a long way, whether it be the cold showers that he talked about, whether it be doing breathing, whether it be doing different reading or listening to various podcasts that push your mind and expand your mind to a different level. Whatever it is, each and every day, try to find something that expands and truly tries to make you grow and push your boundaries. That being said, one of the things that we talked about near the end is. The community and how important it is to truly have connection. So if you are somebody that's at home right now and you're struggling or you're looking for connectivity, know that you're not weak by reaching out to people. Have compassion for yourself and self-love to be able to reach out to others and Express that you are feeling down, that you're feeling beaten, that you're feeling vulnerable, and just let people know that you're reaching out and looking for help. There's no weakness on that side of that, and I'm not a mental health professional by any means, but I definitely implore you to, if you are struggling and you're somebody that's feeling down, reach out to those around you because they will be there for you and If they're not able to be there in the capacity that you would like them to reach out to a health professional because it's so important for us to know that the strength is in admitting that we have a problem, whether it be we're struggling with addiction, whether we're struggling with mental health, whatever the case might be, really reach out to people because it's so important. And I really hope that each and every one of you are doing an amazing job staying on top of it. And I know it can be difficult. One of the things that I've been able to do and one of the things that Lucas and I spoke about during the interview is really just staying on top of our mental health by getting outside. I know it's cold in some parts of the world right now, but try to find a little bit of sunlight, try to find a little bit of weather, opportunity to be able to get outside and explore and get the sunlight get that fresh air and be able to kind of just reset your mind and if you're not able to try to get into a habit of getting up and just kind of having a mental break like he talked about whether you're not having screen time being able to just have some clarity and kind of sitting with yourself. And I know that that can be incredibly difficult if you are going through some things, but the more we can do that and the more you're able to step into that resiliency of doing it, the easier you will get. Daily habits truly do add up. And if you're looking for something to kind of reset your mind, one book that I used is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It helped me put it into a basic plan and being able to really just take it what he was saying and put it into my life. A lot of times we'll hear information it kind of sounds overwhelming but he does a very good job in that book to be able to take it from a strategic or scientific level down to a base level and there's a good medium in between but the base level is great because you can take that and truly implement it into your day-to-day life. I really hope again that each and every one of you are doing amazing. I appreciate each and every one Of you liking, sharing, and reviewing the podcast over on Apple Podcast if you have the opportunity, or just by simply sharing or liking the content that goes up on the social media pages. That means the world. And if you tag myself and tag Lucas, we know that you're receiving the message and that you really liked it. And I know. I enjoy receiving messages from each and every one of you and I know he was very open and willing to talk about everything that's going on. So whether you have a suggestion for the show or you have some questions for Lucas and some of the practices with MMA or some of the different things that he talked about, certainly reach out to either one of us because I know both of us truly love it as we're both trying to help other people enrich their lives, step into the resistance and be able to find their limitless possibilities. I hope each and every one of you have a great weekend and I look forward to catching up with each one of you next week week. And as always, I look forward to continuing down the road of limitless possibilities with each and every one of you.